what's going on on my Spotify members, whether you're from Anchor or Spotify or uh, which are both owned by the same company, or whether you're from uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whether you're on a web browser in another country somewhere, see Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. So, <laughs> here to bring you another uh, podcast. So, I go over to my neighbor's house. I've been over there ever since I got off. I got off at 10, but I had to come home, get my debit card, and then go and get groceries. And uh, I probably got back about like 11.30, maybe. No, not even that, like 11.15. So, I've been there. It's 12.30 now, so... Anyways, I uh, pulled up to my apartment, and they were sitting outside, like they always do whenever I, uh, they do it every once in a blue moon, I'll catch them out there. <coughs> Here lately with the fair going on, they haven't really been sitting out there, but I pulled up, and I was like, hey guys, and they were like, oh hey. I took my groceries upstairs. I came back with some beers. They were still sitting outside smoking. I could smell it. And uh, so I went over there, made small talk with them, smoked some weed with them. Really down to earth people. Really genuine, cool people. Um, really honest. They are Christians. They live a pretty strict Christian lifestyle, but it's pretty similar with the lifestyle that I live as a Lutheran. So we have a lot of the same ideas, the same values. We, we both believe in Jesus Christ. Um, so we have a lot of similarities. Um, we all like smoking weed. We even talked about maybe taking a trip to Vegas in about a year, so. Really good people. Um, they shared some of the blunt with me whenever I was over there, and uh, so I shared some of the weed that I had with him, smoked two or three chillums with him. Right before I was getting ready to leave, he was like, hey, you know, could I at least get one more of those off you? He's like, I'll, I'll pay I'll pay you back. I'll give it back to you. Which, long story short, he's going to pick up some more weed, and it's a lot. It is a lot of weed, let me tell you. And so me living right next door would be great. You know, uh, anyways, really cool people to hang around. He's he's originally from Florida, but before that he was from New York. He, I think, was born in New York. He's Italian, and uh, really cool dude. He's 36, but he, he acts about somebody my age, about 30 or whatever. And uh, he plays video games, and... He's into drinking his coffee, and 
He has his own little liquor uh, table over there, you know. And all the things that I would have, he has. Pretty much. And he's a really smart guy. He, uh, he's always thinking about his finances. He keeps track of all of it. Every receipt, he saves it. Um, he sits down with his monthly calendar sitting there. He figures out the bills and writes down what he's taking in and what he's spending. Like He's really somebody that budgets. And it's crazy because when I was at their house, their fridge was just full of food. Just the both of them, you know, they share the bills. They share the uh, grocery bill as well, I guess. And it was like somebody, you know, at MTV Cribs, you know, when they you open up their fridge, they had all this different yogurt, all this different cheese, all these different flavored waters and Gatorades, and it's crazy. They had so much food just in their fridge alone, not including all the canned goods and. My holy fuck. I asked him, I said, how much do you guys spend in groceries in a month? And he says, oh, probably about $400. $400 is a lot of money for two people for a month. I mean, fuck. <laughs> That's probably what my dad was spending for four people to eat on. I don't know, but anyways, good people to hang out with. I can see myself maybe going on like a, a raft trip, like a river raft trip or something. Uh, like a float trip. They got a vehicle, we could definitely make it happen. But once I move away from here, you know, we're going to have to keep in contact. So... I, sh I showed him a little bit of my Facebook today. I pulled up my Facebook and showed him some funny videos on there. And so he knows that I have a Facebook. And he just sent me his uh, phone number because he's going to be going on vacation. So he wants me to watch over everything. And Even though they've got cameras all over that fucking place. He said, you know, here's my phone number in case anything happens. And I think he just wanted me to have his phone number. But either way, cool dude. He's really high energy. Uh, he doesn't do cocaine or anything like that, but he seems like he does. That's how much energy he has. And he's, he serves at a restaurant, a really popular restaurant, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, but he makes good money there, he's been doing it for years, like 18 years, he's been a server at a really famous restaurant, it's actually a uh, steakhouse, I'll say that, so, he's lived in different parts of the country, moved here, moved there, and he's worked at different steakhouses for this certain franchise for 18 years, so he makes very good money, uh, and his wife 
is making very good money working at County Market. She's actually uh, trying to become the general manager there. I don't know how much a general manager of a grocery store like County Market makes, but I'm going to say it's like probably 50 grand, hopefully. Even at 35 grand, you know, that's pretty decent. I mean, double what I probably make right now. So, almost double. Anywho, decided to come back home. He had to go make a couple runs. And, uh,. He blessed me with a couple cigarettes to take with me because I was going to have to get out and go buy some more, but hmm. anyways, tomorrow I'm off work, or today I guess because it's 12.30 now, but I, uh, got to go with my brother-in-law and my sister to the races. We're going to the dirt races. I don't know if we're watching sprint car. I, I know it's not sprint cars, but I don't know if we're watching late models or modifieds or, or what, but I haven't been to a dirt race ever, and I heard it's really fun, and I heard it's really loud. And, uh, they're paying my way in, and they're paying for me to get there. So, either way. It's going to be a pretty good time. going to be a lot of mud flinging everywhere. It's going to be really loud. Um, it's going to be beer. There's going to be food. It's going to be a good old time. I've already got some beer in the fridge, so I'm going to pregame before we even go. I think they're going to pick me up at 4 o'clock, so I'm going to start smoking and drinking at like noon. <laughs> yeah, because they don't smoke weed, and I'm going to be with them from at least... 4 o'clock to probably 10 without smoking any weed. <laughs> Anywho, it's going to be a good time. I got to sit down, crunch some numbers, and figure out exactly how much money I need to take with me and how much I need to save for rent. And, uh, yeah. Either way, I'm going to end up probably buying a t-shirt from there. Uh, probably a couple or a few beers. I'm not going to have much. And maybe get a hamburger or something to eat. From what I hear, my brother-in-law tells me that they're the best hamburgers ever. So we're going to try it. We're going to try it. I'm sure they have other shit out there too. 
to eat. Hopefully, like, they got some Polish sausage with some green peppers and onions, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I went to the store and spent a lot of money last night. Like 30, 35 bucks. And then tonight when I went to the store, I spent another, like, 30 bucks. So, I gotta sit down and figure out my budget. So, that's the shitty thing about being an adult and working for your money. <sighs> After you pay it all towards taxes, and... Man, if I didn't have to pay taxes, I'd have like 400 extra dollars in my pocket every month. I mean, you do the math. That's over $4,000 a year in my pocket. <laughs> Anywho. Tonight we are drinking on Goose Island. 312 Goose Island Urban Wheat. Really good beer, especially in the cans. If you can get a 15 pack of cans, the cans of Goose Island, I feel like they taste better than if you buy it in a bottle. I don't know. I'm usually a bottle drinker. Uh, I drink Michelobes out of a bottle, I drink Rolling Rocks out of a bottle. Um, what else? There's a lot of different beers I like out of a bottle, but with this Goose Island, I'd rather have them out of a can. They just taste a lot more crisp, a lot more clean. Maybe it's because there's no sunlight they can get through the bottle. If it's in a can, then, you know, I don't know. When you pay $15 for a 15-pack, they're a dollar a can, so... really cheap <laughs> I like cheap good beer so mm. there's people that come in and get a whole 12 pack for like six something I'm like that's uh, some nasty shit you know so I do have standards <laughs> when it comes to drinking beer. I don't just drink anything. Uh, I will drink Stella Artois or Dos Equis or maybe a Heineken out of a bottle. Um, I don't drink Heineken out of a can. Heineken out of a can tastes kind of skunky. Doesn't have any carbonation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to drink uh, Scheinerbach. That's a pretty good beer. Comes in a bottle. Um, Sierra Nevada is another favorite of mine. I, I have a few that of Sierra Nevada. I have a few that I'll drink out of a can that I love, and I have some out of a bottle. They're both good, so 
I like to get the uh, little hazy things out of a can. And I like to get the pale ales and the torpedoes in the bottles. So, anywho, I haven't watched any news or anything since I've been home. I just made it home. Uh, but I'm sure Afghanistan is a really hot topic right now. And... What they're saying is, since there's already been one explosion um, in Afghanistan from ISIS-K, is what they're saying, then there's going to be another explosion here soon. And their deadline is really reaching here soon. Uh, but I have a feeling that the United States is going to stick around until they get everybody evacuated. So the Taliban is going to be pissed about that. They've already said, if you stay longer than whatever you promised, then it's going to be pretty much like you're trying to stay longer, and that's not acceptable. So it's going to be really interesting to see the Taliban side of it or how pissed they're going to get. There's nothing they can really do about it against the United States and the British government. But, I still think that there needs to be more done. I think, you know, they've got attack helicopters that they can fly over a certain area, take out certain targets. They've got jets that can drop certain uh, bombs on certain targets and get within so many feet. Um... You know, so first of all, they need to find out where this ISIS-K member came from. And they need to do some research on their satellite imagery, I guess, and figure that out. But, there's going to be retaliation. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens, though, whenever this deadline expires. Because there's going to be people that are still trying to go to that airport and get assistance. And I feel like that's when the Taliban or ISIS is going to jump on those people and execute them or, you know, make them pay for trying to get out of the country. You know, the Taliban doesn't want these people to flee either. I think it's against Sharia law, pretty much. Um, to abandon their homeland, to abandon the ideology of Islamic law, you know, is a sin in their eyes. So, uh, but the crazy thing, not only that, to see what happens on that day where the deadline hits, uh, but even whenever we do get all these people evacuated and shit, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Taliban versus not only the Afghan government because again we still got uh, high-end commanders and uh, ex-veterans of the Afghanistan army that uh, fought the Soviets that fought the Taliban back in the 90s and they're fleeing to the Panjshir Valley and it's going to be interesting to see how that 
pans out because I think they've already sent 300 Taliban soldiers over there and they all got killed because it's it's up so high and in such a high valley that they've got 50 caliber guns already sitting up on the mountains cannons and shit sitting up on the mountains as soon as they come in they just annihilate all of them and so they still got control over it and they've killed 300 Taliban and not only that but to see the Taliban fight ISIS-K because supposedly the Taliban hates ISIS-K the Taliban hates ISIS, Afghanistan government hates the Taliban and ISIS so it's going to be really interesting and China and Russia is going to be funding the Taliban so Taliban have like 75,000 troops is what they say. I don't know if that's overinflated or not, but if that is the case, um, they're going to have to have at least half of that number, I do believe, to make a difference. I don't know. Maybe they can pull a rabbit out of, a, out of their ass, but... If they keep waiting for these Taliban to just keep coming into the Panjshir Valley and they just annihilate them every time, then maybe they might dwindle down their numbers. Uh, they better hope that the, Af the Taliban don't learn how to fly those helicopters. And if they do, they better hope that they have some javelin missiles or some RPGs to take them out of the sky because um, that would just be terrible you know to have helicopters fly in there and drop off hundreds and hundreds of Taliban troops from different directions and just swarm that little village so they, they can be overwhelmed but I hope that it doesn't get down to that and again, I hope that a resistance force does form and gets rid of the Taliban. I believe it belongs to the Afghan people. It's been that way for 20 years, well, even more than that. But we made it very clear, you know, it belongs to the Afghan people. So we'll see. And the next, you know, last time I made a prediction, I said in the next two weeks, three weeks to a month, something would happen, but there was an explosion that happened, and it didn't even take like a week. So, I'm going to say within the next three months, you're going to see a, a rebel force or whatnot trying to take back over Afghanistan. And within the next couple weeks, you're going to see the United States government making some serious moves to get people out of there. Even if that means bombing certain places, bombing certain uh, targets, or, you know, sending in troops on the ground, like uh, 100 Marines at a time out on the street to 
take in whatever last people are stragglers. It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you. The really shitty part about all of this is there was a commander and I'm pretty sure he was, no, he was the Department of Defense guy. I'm pretty sure. And he said, we just don't have the capabilities to go in there and rescue everybody that needs to be rescued. We just don't have that capability on the ground. And that's a lie. We had the capability to go door to door and kick in everybody's doors whenever we were invading Iraq and Afghanistan. So if we had the manpower then to do it, then we have the manpower now to go door to door and find people that need to be rescued, that need a refugee, you know, refuge somewhere else. No matter if they've got a visa or they worked for the United States, anybody who's trying to seek refuge in another country should be allowed to do that. As long as they're not a criminal and whatnot. I mean, it's really crazy shit going on right now. They're pretty much saying, you have to have worked for us or done something for us in order for you to get the fuck out of here. You have to have been a translator or a teacher or something. You had to have been a contractor for us in order for us to help you out. There's a lot of people there that didn't work for the United States government, but they're trying to get the fuck out of their country. They're trying to seek refuge. You know? The United States government is like, well, refugees are last, pretty much. It's gonna, it's really getting close to the point in time when they're gonna start pulling out the troops, they're gonna start pulling out all the equipment. They said the last three days, it's gonna be nothing but getting all the troops and shit out of there. So, it's gonna be really crazy to see what the fuck happens. All the people that can't get a flight out of there, whether they're American or whether they're from Afghanistan or guess what they're doing? They're loading up carfuls of people and they're going over to uh, Pakistan, which a lot of locals think that Pakistan is ran by the Taliban, but anything to get the fuck out of Afghanistan you know, at this moment. They can go into Pakistan and then flee to another country from there. Or they can flee over to Europe, you know. Uh, what China doesn't like right now is there's a certain part of the border where China and Afghanistan has so many miles that run across each other and they're afraid that these Afghanistan refugees are going to go across the Chinese border. First things first is, have they not read the news lately? You know, anybody who's a Muslim that wants to go over to China is an idiot. They're putting them in concentration camps and shit. So, I don't see anybody fleeing from Afghanistan to China. But, 
And if they do, then it's at a risk. You know, they know that if they get caught by the Chinese, they're going to probably be a slave. So, I see them fleeing to other countries like Turkmenistan and Iran and, you know, other countries around there. Because that's what they look like. Those people look alike. So, if an Afghanistan refuge, uh, refugee was to flee to Iran or whatever, it'd be a lot more easier to get away with that than seeing an Afghanistan person living in Italy, for example. You know, so it's the geographic standpoint of it. There's so many different countries over there. Uzbekistan is another one uh, where you see a lot of Afghanistan refugees fleeing to Uzbekistan. So, and Uzbekistan is close to Turkmenistan and uh, many other countries over there where they can go. So, they say that the Taliban is controlling a lot of these different exit points. But it's like Mexico, you know. If you want to get from point A to point B, maybe you don't need to be taking the main road with a car. Maybe you need to, you know, find a tour guide <laughs> that can take you horseback and get you through it, I guess. I don't know. The really crazy part is you see all these people trying to flee the borders in the daytime. You know, uh, a lot of people trying to get across borders in the daytime over there. And you can see that car coming, you can see that dust cloud coming from a mile away. It's not really easy to evade people when it's so dusty out there, you know can't really outrun certain people when there's a dust cloud and so anyways it just seems a lot more smarter for these refugees to sneak out of the country under the cover of night pretty much um, I'm surprised that there's not truckloads of people right now that are crossing the borders at nighttime it probably is going on. I just haven't seen anything in the news about it. But I can see big ass, you know, ex army vehicles that are filled with 50 people in it, you know. I really feel bad for the people that are left in Afghanistan, especially by the pullout date, because if you're an American, and you're uh, stuck in Afghanistan anywhere in the city limits once you finally do try to get out of there and it's too late uh, they're gonna have their eyes all over you the Taliban is like on every street corner now you know especially inside the city limits when you get closer to the airport I guess it's a little bit safer but how are you going to, you know, if you live 15 miles out, how are you going to get to the fucking airport without running into the Taliban? It's 
really crazy. It's really crazy to think about. They have road roadblocks and checkpoints where if, even if you're taking a taxi cab, they're going to stop you at that roadblock. And if you're an American journalist or something, and you're in that taxi, they're going to find out and they're going to fucking probably execute you. It, it's just so crazy. I don't understand why anybody would want to be over there right now. You know, I get a lot of people had a job to do being a translator or being a teacher. But you knew going over there that there was a risk that you were going to be harmed. Because we were in a war. And when you're helping a country that's in a war, who knows what the fuck will happen? You know, crazy things happen. Bad things happen to good people when you're in a war. It's just really fucked up. It's just really crazy. Those 12 Marines and those 70 or 80 people that got injured in that blast. 12 Marines that are dead. They're dead. That could have been 12 Marines that could have fought in the war against the Taliban on the front lines. It could have been 12 very good Marines. It could have been 12 veteran Marines that knew what the fuck they were doing. They've already done three or four tours and whatnot, and guess what? Now they're dead. So it's not just a loss of life, it's a loss of having very skilled veterans that are in this crossfire as well. It's And the Taliban can sit there and point fingers and say, oh, it was ISIS-K. But in reality, who knows? It could have been the Taliban. Or the Taliban could be conspiring with ISIS-K to eliminate the Americans. You know, who knows? We can't sit there and take their word for it. We can't sit there and take the Taliban's word for it. This is somebody that we were just at war with. I don't I don't get it. Like then you got this this fucking shitty uh um general. I guess he's a general of the army. I don't know. But He's sitting there saying shit like, um, that, uh, we're going to find the people that, that were responsible for this blast. How can you make such a bold statement to say that? Doesn't make any sense. Because you know damn good and well we're not going to find them. So... I don't know. It's really a sad day in America. Not just, you know, it's not because we lost the war. We didn't lose a war. We just got tired of fighting a war. And whenever we finally decided, okay, enough is enough, we're going to throw in the towel. 
that's whenever they pop up and they say, oh, good, well, we won, you know, okay, if that makes you sleep better at night, whatever. It's a lot more to winning a war than to say, oh, well, I won. Because there's so much that's... A war costs so much more than... There's so much more to a war than just saying, I won. You know, you got collateral damage. You got lives that were lost. Lives of the Taliban, but you also have innocent lives that were also lost. And uh, instead of fighting a 20-year war, we could have maybe come to this agreement 10 years ago. Um, you know, if we can do it now, then why, why not 10 years ago? So, I don't know. The Taliban hasn't really stuck to their word either. They're not being very uh, open-minded to the whole thing. We asked them for a little bit of an extension to get people out, and they said absolutely not. So, pretty much that's their stance that they're taking on saying, you're going to listen to what we say or else. And America, like I said before, needs to take the stance on saying, no, you're going to listen to us. Or else. And if there's any fucking problems, we're going to eliminate them. But we're not doing that. We're not, you know, we're kind of, we're with an administration right now that doesn't have a fucking backbone. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I was all for Joe Biden. Um... But he's been really pissing me off lately. He's not been thinking with his head. He hasn't been thinking at all, you know. So, anywho, it's really a toss-up on what's going to happen. I don't think that America needs to fight Afghanistan's civil war for them but I do believe that we do need to fight for a purpose we're not going to let people just walk all over us and demand certain things uh, when we say something we fucking mean it pretty much and I think that's the way that America needs to be held. But that's not the message that we're sending. So, if, you know, I know what I would do if I had my own country. If I had my own country and you flexed at me, you better fucking be able to back it up. And, again, if you think that you're bigger and you're better... I might be a country as big as uh, 
the Czech Republic, you know. But if you flex your muscles at me and you threaten me, you better believe there's going to be a missile at your doorstep, period. You're not going to know where the fuck it came from because it's going to be, it's going to come from another country somewhere. Anyways. Um, these governments need to start growing some balls. They need to stop talking about it and start being about it, pretty much. And when you're a world leader, <clears throat> you have to be ruthless. You have to prove a point. You have to say, hey, this is the way it's going to be. I don't see that being done. So, I don't know, but like I said before, we're going to see what happens here in the near future. So, anywho, time's been really rough here lately, you know, like I said, I've been going through a little bit of a depression stage, been gaining a little bit of weight. Uh, haven't really really had any motivation or whatnot, but getting better slowly but surely. Um, it's taking a little bit of work, but I have to force myself to get up a little bit earlier and and. Uh, so, yeah, it's the end of August, getting ready to be September, and I need to start looking for another uh, apartment somewhere. Oh, look, there's some Google News going on. Um, let's see. Let's see, just pulled it up, and then they wanted me to subscribe, so I'm going to look it up. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> Let's see. This was okay. Maybe it's this one right here. Alright, this is from AP News. It says, uh, acting swiftly on President Joe Biden's promise to retaliate for the deadly suicide bombing, the U.S. military said it used a drone strike to kill a member of the Islamic State group. An Afghanistan affiliate Saturday. The strike came amid what the White House called indications that IS planned to strike again at the Kabul airport in its final days. Biden has set Tuesday as a deadline for completing the exit. So 
long story short, uh, da 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 it's not really saying much about it, it's not really saying any other details or whatnot, it's just saying, hey, we went and blew somebody up that we think is who is responsible. It doesn't give any details. So, whatever. They did the same thing to General Soleimani, but... Whatever. Could be true. They could have got the right guy, or they could have just... blew up some dude that wasn't the right guy. Who knows? That's the reason why they needed to have some troops on the ground. They pulled out all the fucking troops and didn't leave any on the ground. That was dumb. All those bases that had all those weapons and shit as well should have been in the same convoy with the troops. Like, am I missing something here? Those troops should have went from neighborhood to neighborhood and they should have evacuated all the people. We went door to door, like I said, whenever we took over the place, so why can't we go door to door now? And I know the response will be, well, because we can't afford any casualties. We can't afford any uh, soldiers to die to get people out. Maybe what the United States government needed to say from the beginning was the Taliban fighters need to stay within or outside of the uh, five mile zone or whatever. If you're within five miles of the airport and we find out you're a Taliban member, we're going to kill you. Period. Stay the fuck out of this zone. It's occupied by us, which even the Taliban said the airport is occupied by the U.S. military. So they recognize it as that. So, like I said, it should also be recognized that the first five miles around the airport is also part of our zone. We need to have military troops blocking off and barricading different streets and entry and exit points and uh, making sure that no suicide bombers get through. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how ill-prepared this is all going. I'm not, you know, I've never been in a war. But I do know that if I could go to war over there, I would. And, uh, you gotta think with your head. You gotta use your head for more than a hat rack. You know, I mean... These people are not thinking ahead of the game. They're just sheep standing out there and... waiting for somebody to come along and slaughter them. Pretty much. Seventy people got killed or really badly injured that were Afghan citizens and 15 or 13 service members. Man.
I think the point that it all boils down to is whether it was ISIS or the Taliban, it was unacceptable, pretty much. No matter which way the attack came from, it wasn't right. And if it was ISIS-K that came in there, shame on the Taliban government for not stopping them from gaining access. You know, the Taliban is supposed to be everywhere around that airport on the outside. They're everywhere. The Taliban government, the new government, is everywhere. They got soldiers everywhere, right? So if an ISIS-K member and his clansmen comes in there, then they're going to know about it, you know. I don't know. It just seems like maybe they had something to do with it as well. Maybe the Taliban blamed it on ISIS-K, but it was really the Taliban that did the bombing. Maybe to get ISIS-K... Uh, some fuel for the fight, you know, to make them a little bit more notorious, to make them famous. That way, the government kind of looks over that way instead of at the Taliban. I don't know. It sounds like a bunch of propaganda to me. You know, if ISIS-K was really wanting to make a statement against the United States, they would have an attack on the United States soil, right? And that's another thing, you know, even after we pull out all these people from Afghanistan, not only do we have the Taliban to still watch and worry about, but we have this other ISIS-K uh, people to worry about as well. So... We gotta worry about them mounting an attack on us again. That's not gonna be, you know, and if they do, then we're gonna end up in another war. So, I think we need to save the uh, casualties and whatnot and just bomb them from the get go. We don't need to wait to see what's going to happen, because we already know what's going to happen. So, as soon as we get out of there, they're going to fucking somehow find a way to fly those Black Hawk helicopters and shit that we left over there. Yeah, I just, I see something really fucked up happening pretty soon, so... Just an intuition, but usually I'm always right, so. <laughs> when you leave billions of dollars of weapons in the hands of terrorists, which pretty much equals out the playing field to America, they've got night vision goggles and body armor now, they've got 600,000 uh, assault rifles and handguns and shit. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's the same thing that happened to Al-Qaeda. Um, and, and the Taliban in the 90s when Osama bin Laden 
you know, got a hold of all the arms and shit that America had gave, gave, you know. It's the same thing. It's like history repeats itself. The Soviets fought with the Taliban back then. So, it's only right to say that now the Soviets are going to be interested in all that all those helicopters and shit as well. They've got their hand in the cookie jar. Don't let them fool you. Russia and China is over there with the Taliban right now as we speak. Trying to talk about the Belts and Road Initiative and trying to make deals about buying helicopters off of them or... Oh yeah. We'll give you X amount of dollars if you let us buy X amount of helicopters. And to the Taliban right now, money is everything. With all the sanctions that's been going on since the 90s, they're broke. And the average Afghan citizen, 90% of Afghanistan people make $2 or less a day. Two. US dollars a day so very very poor country money talks bullshit walks I see some shit happening some very serious shit happening within the next two to three months for sure um, maybe even right before it starts getting cold, maybe in the fall time, uh, nobody wants to really fight a war in the winter, or, you know, so we'll see, we'll see, but there's too much shit going on in the world right now to just say that things are just going to be peachy keen, so... Anywho, uh, I wasn't really planning on making a live video, um, I just did it, pretty much, so, anywho, it's about 1.30 in the morning, I still need to eat, uh, catch up on the world news and whatnot. And, uh, get some sleep so I can wake up pretty early tomorrow so I can get a good start. So, anywho, it's not really a whole lot more to talk about. I'm going to drink some more beer, I'm going to smoke some more weed, I'm going to eat some food, and I'm going to fucking go to sleep. See, that's a good thing, is... All this world news and shit that goes on around me. That's all it is. It doesn't really affect me. You know, a lot of people stress about it. And they they watch the news and they, uh, you know, like have an aneurysm. But I don't let it really stress me out. And... The reason why is because 
There's so much shit that goes on that you just can't control. And so, anyways, I don't know why I watch different shit that goes on in different parts of the world. Because, like I said, you can't really control it. Um, it's not really news. Um, anyways, just something to really think about. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to get off of here. Maybe watch some Tom and Jerry uh, cartoons or something and uh, call it a night. So, till the next one, we're at the 57 minute mark. See Jizzle and the Wizzle signing out. And uh, don't just have a good day, America. Have a great day. <laughs>